Elon Musk wants to fire all the board members should he takes over Twitter. Biden's airplane mask mandate is determined illegal. Republicans win voter registrations big way from Democrats across five battleground states. Featured interview today, how Marxist has deeply infiltrated in the traditionally conservative evangelical and Baptists. And finally, the update from Shanghai regarding its continuing lockdown. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Wei and Kathy show. As you probably can guess, already guessed, uh, Wei is not here today. He's uh, out of town for a business trip. So you will spend the rest uh, maybe around 40 minutes with me. So hope you will enjoy the news and the commentators that I will share with you. So, you know, the uh, feature interview story I'm going to bring with, to you is um, in light of uh, the Christians all celebrated Easter this Sunday. By the way, ho hope you had a wonderful Easter Sunday, Easter weekend. So, uh, but... Um, Trevor Loudon, who is an author, filmmaker, and a public speaker from New Zealand, he uh, exposed that the American churches has been, have been uh, heavily, severe, severely infiltrated by the Marxists, and especially they are now targeting the very conservative evangelical and the Baptists. So, yeah, please stay with me for the featured interview for him to explain more. And uh, so let's uh, just take a look at uh, some of the important news from today. First of all, Elon Musk, his uh, war with the Twitter still continues. Today he said that if he is able to acquire the company, he will cut board members' salaries to zero basically fire them, right? And he tweeted, board salary will be $0 if my bid succeeded, succeeds so that nearly $3 million per year saved right there. Last Friday, Twitter's uh, board members responded to Musk's uh, $43 billion takeover bid by taking the poison bill. So everybody knows this poison bill will allow current Twitter shareholders to buy stock at a discount rate. It is designed to prevent the billionaire's entrepreneur from completing his takeover, or at least make the whole process more painful. In response to Twitter's action, people have been discussing how the Twitter border's interests are not allied with its shareholders. So one tweet wrote that the board members are just a couple of PhDs, a few MBAs, and a baroness who use Twitter once a year to reset their passport, uh, password and to collectively own only 77 shares of the company. Investment advisor Gary Black, who is the co-founder of the Future Fund, responded, the Twitter board's interests are not aligned with the Twitter shareholders. He wrote, 
The border serves to represent shareholders. If they refuse to act in the best interest of the shareholders, they should be removed and replaced by new board members who understand their fiduciary obligations. And、uh, he said in another tweet, "If Elon Musk takes share Twitter private, the Twitter board members don't have jobs anymore, which pays them." About two hundred fifty thousand to three hundred fifty thousand, three hundred thousand per year for what's a nice part-time job. That will, that could explain a lot. And on Sunday, Elon Musk tweeted Elvis Presley's song "Love Me Tender." This is one day after Twitter adopted the poison pill. So people were wondering if this implies that Musk. Will be putting out a public accusation from shareholders. So after his、uh, TED talk on last Thursday, April fourteenth, he hinted that、uh, the possibility of a hostile bid, in which he would bypass Twitter's board and、uh, put the offer directly to its shareholders. Elon Musk stated it would be utterly indefensible not to put this offer to a shareholder vote. And in another tweet over the weekend, Musk replied to a post of his from 2017, where he had asked, "How much is it?" meaning Twitter, with an upside-down smiley. Shares of Twitter closed at $48.45 today, rose 3.37 percent, but it's still below Elon Musk's offer of $54.20 per share. The company's share have risen, though, about fifteen、uh, percent since Musk disclosed his stake on April fourth. On the other hand, Elon Musk is potentially having some competitors, according to Reuters and uh, uh, some other media report. A technology-focused private equity firm called、uh, Toma Bravo informed Twitter that it has exploring the. A possibility of challenging Elon Musk's forty-three billion dollar offer. Toma Bravo have had more than one hundred and three billion dollars in assets under management as of the end of last December. The New York Post reported that、uh, it is not clear how much Toma Bravo might bid or when it will make an offer, but the firm. Is having an internal meeting, working on the potential transaction. Other private equity firms have also expressed interest in participating in a deal for Twitter, according to the New York Post. Apollo Global Management, which is one of the largest asset management firm, is considering ways it can provide financing to any deal and is open to work with Elon Musk or any other bidders. Its participation would be through its credit investment platform rather than its private equity businesses. So, what do you think?、Uh, why、uh, Elon Musk tweeted、uh, Elvis Presley's、uh, song "Love Me Tender"? What do you think that means? Love to hear from you. So, please leave your、uh, comments there so that、uh, we can all share our ideas. All right. So. Next, a federal judge 
ruled today that uh, President Biden's uh, mask mandate on federal airplanes is legal. One day after taking office, Biden issued uh, Executive Order 13998, ordering the Center for Disease Control and Prevention to develop the mask mandate and for certain federal agencies like the Federal Aviation Administration and the Transportation Security Administration to implement the CDC's decisions. So this executive order also covered airports and other public transportation such as buses. Consequently, CDC issued its initial order on January 29th, 2021. Among other things, it requires almost everyone ages two and up to wear masks in airports and on airplanes, with certain narrow exceptions, such as between bites when people are eating. Since then, various uh, legal challenges have been filed against uh, this mandate. Today's ruling was on one of the earlier cases filed in July 2021. The lawsuit alleged that the mask mandate violated the Administrative Procedure Act, abbreviated as APA, on three separate grounds. First, that issuing the order is beyond the CDC's statu statutory authority granted by the Congress. And second, that the CDC's action was really a rule or a regulation rather than an order, and therefore had to go through a process of public notice and the opportunity for the public to comment before taking effect. And the third point is it violates the APA, the Administrative Procedure Act, because it is arbitrary and uh, capricious, meaning that it was not the result of reasoned decision-making. This case is filed by the Health Freedom Defense Fund versus Biden, which was filed in the U.S. District Court in the Middle District of Florida. Judge Catherine Mizell decided that because our system does not permit agencies to act unlawfully, even in pursuit of desirable ends, the court declares unlawful and vacates the mask mandate. So yeah, that's the update of the mask mandate in the federal level. So next piece of news, there are data analysis showing that uh, the Republicans swing voter registration big way from de Democrats across five battleground states since 2020. That's according to the data from secretaries of state in some key battleground states. Republicans have made much gains in voter registration and sharply cutting into Democrat advantages across the five battleground states since November 2020. So what are the five states? That includes Pennsylvania, Florida, North Carolina, Iowa, and Nevada. And those data are officially reported by the secretaries of states in these states. So data shows a swing of more than 450,000 votes, nearly half a million, toward the Republicans across those five states.
in the voter registration margins. For example, in Pennsylvania, on election day of 2020, the Democrats had almost 689,000 registered voters' advantage over Republicans. Now, the GOP has cut that advantage down to just about 563,000 registered voters, which is a swing of over 122,000 voters in the Republican direction. That swing is mostly represented by a drop of more than 200,000 registered Democrats. But also, uh, there are tens of thousands of new Republican, uh, Republicans registered in Pennsylvania since 2020. Uh, let's look at Iowa, where Trump won in both 2016 and uh, 2020. Republicans have seen a swing of more than 42,000 registered voters their way which is away from Democrats since the 2020 presidential election. And in Nevada, as of March 2020, Republicans have cut that uh, Democrats' advantage of uh, 109,000 down to just 93,000 registered voters. That represents a swing of almost uh, 16,000 registered voters in the GOP direction away from Democrats. How about Florida? The shift in Florida has been very aggressive and profound. Back when DeSantis first won the governor position in 2018, Democrats had over 257,000, uh, 257,000 advantage among registered voters. And when Trump won, in 2016, Democrats led by over 330,000. 330, that means since 2018, Republicans have swung the state almost 369,000 registered voters the GOP way. And since 2016, the GOP has swung its 442,000 registered voters its way away from Democrats. So with the midterm elections coming up, uh, we'll see how this type of a swing uh, will continue or reverse or, you know, what's the impact of the upcoming election. All right, so now um, let's go to the featured interview. You know, during the weekend, Christians celebrate Easter. Um, but the filmmaker, speak, uh, a public speaker, an author, a political activist, Trevor Loudon, who's from New Zealand, now living in the United States, he pointed out that uh, the American churches have been heavily infiltrated by Marxists. And especially now they are coming to the very conservative part of the churches. Trevor Loudon, he's been, you know, interviewed by, in, you know, uh, in our show for a couple, of, quite a few times. And uh, actually, back in 2016, 2017, I had already interviewed him for my Chinese radio show. So Trevor Loudon, he specialized in researching the radical left and uh, uh, Marxist and the terrorist movements 
and their covert, um, covert influence on the mainstream politics. And especially he exposes the communist rules, uh, roots. He is also the founder of editor of KeyWiki.org, which is a rapidly growing website with the goal of unlocking the uh, COVID side of the United States and the global politics. He produced another a, a political documentary uh, called The Enemies Within with, in 2016, which is, uh, which is very widely viewed. So now recently, just uh, the, by the end of uh, last year, 2021, he produced another film. It's called The Enemies Within the Church. And uh, so I had the opportunity to talk to him about his new movie in the CPAC back in uh, February in Florida. So without further ado, let's go to the interview. Your new movie came out, Enemy Within the Church. Tell us, uh, what does that mean? Well, what we're saying is a lot of people are mystified why the American churches are silent on all the social problems we're having, all the political problems we're having. They're not leading. You know, American churches once were once the leaders of the community. They would give moral guidance. They would stand up to politicians. American churches led the American Revolution to, to separate from England because they, they knew that religious liberty was threatened. So what we've done this movie called Enemies Within the Church, and we talk about the deep Marxist infiltration, not just of the mainstream Protestant churches, not just of the Catholic Church, which now has a Marxist Pope, but of the evangelical churches, the traditionally conservative evangelical churches and the Baptists. So what, 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 what happened is the Marxists in America took over Hollywood. They took over the labor unions. They infiltrated the Democratic Party, even some elements of the Republican Party. They infiltrated the education system. They infiltrated the mainstream churches, but they didn't have control of the evangelicals and the Baptists, who tended to be very politically and socially conservative. You know, they were the people who elected Ronald Reagan. They were the people who elected Donald Trump. And this set the communist agenda back many years. So a plan was made about 10 years ago through the Gospel Coalition and other organizations to start bringing Marxism into the evangelical movement, into the Baptists, and what they used was critical race theory, white privilege, social justice, the woke movement, which is basically just another way of saying Maoist indoctrination. This is Maoist consciousness raising. So American churches and American Bible colleges are heavily infiltrated by Marxism now, and most Christians have no idea. Tell None us about the coalition you mentioned. The Gospel Coalition, yeah. led by a man called Tim Keller, who's a very widely respected Christian in America. He's written many books, but he's a leftist. He is a, I was a radical in college, but he has infiltrated the church and he's bringing left-wing ideas. The Gospel Coalition started out with some conservatives. They got rid of all the conservatives. Now they're all leftists and they're bringing left-wing ideas 
into the Christian magazines, holding left-wing conferences. They're bringing ideas of critical race theory and white privilege into these big conferences. They've infiltrated the uh, Bible colleges and the seminaries. And they've also got hold of groups like Campus Crusade for Christ, which is now called Crew, which was once a conservative, patriotic Christian organization. Now it's completely left-wing. Crew, how to spell? Crew, C-R-U. It used to be Campus Crusade for Christ, but now they just call it Crew, C-R-U. And it used to be a very vibrant, very Christian, uh, patriotic organization. Now it is completely controlled by the radical left. But you still have thousands of American Christians who used to be in Crew, when it was a great organization, still still sending money and donations every year to keep crew going. They're now sending their money to a Marxist organization. And this is the problem, you know. Um, American Christianity has been dragged to the left. That drags the culture to the left and the politics to the left. How did they do that? Why people, you know, the Christians, the church people, they didn't realize that? Well, you know, they do it very subtly, you know. They they talk about race. And America is very race conscious, you know. And there's a lot of guilt about slavery and Jim Crow. So they use race to say, well, we've got to talk more about racism, about the sins of the past. And, they, and people say, yes, I suppose we do. But they brought in what they call critical race theory to address it. They didn't just say, sorry, we shouldn't have done that, or we should treat everybody like we should be, you know, what we want to be treated. They brought in these programs to indoctrinate people. And these are Marxist programs. You know, the, the old Marxism was the working class would rise up and take the wealth of the capitalists. But that doesn't work very well in America. So instead, they now say the oppressed peoples of colour will join with the white radicals to take down the power and the wealth of the white capitalist Christian patriarchy. So they've expanded Marxism beyond class into race, into gender, into the LGBTQ movement. So they use the LGBTQ movement, the, the race movement and social justice to bring Marxism slowly into the churches. And it was slow, but they started to get people in the, the leadership of Bible colleges who trained pastors. They started to get people into, into, um, into the leadership of the Southern Baptists, into the leadership of major churches. They infiltrated people just like they infiltrated Hollywood, just like they infiltrated the unions, they got the control of the top levels and then they started hiring people like them and firing people who stood in the way. It's taken 10 to 15 years, but now they control much of evangelical Christianity and much of the Southern Baptists. These are old-fashioned communist Marxists controlling some of the most conservative, patriotic Christian denominations in the country. What you described is very much like what they are doing in, like you said, and also the schools. Absolutely, yeah. Do you think they orchestrated this together or it's just coincidence? Yes, yeah, it's orchestrated. You know, they looked, they looked at, the communists looked at America and they thought, 
We need America is the main obstacle to a communist world government, but America's very strong. And the churches are the backbone of America. The Chinese Communist Party did a 10-year study a few years back. What made America so strong? Is it the military? Is it the political system? They finally decided it was the church. The church is what made America strong. So there was a program that started 100 years ago to take over education. They've done that. There was a program started in the 40s to take over Hollywood. They've done that. There's a program in the 80s to take over the unions. They've done that. Big tech, big business, all of it, they tick off the boxes. Tick them off, tick them off, tick them off. They took over most of the evangelical churches in the 20s and 30s, 100 years ago. They took over the Catholic church in the last 40 years. Now they have a Marxist pope. They didn't have the evangelicals and they didn't have the Baptists. They were the last dominoes that now they're taking those over. Absolutely, it's coordinated. How many people are aware of that? Very few. But we've just shipped um, tens of thousands of our DVD. It's just been out a couple of months, but we know hundreds of thousands of people have seen it. They're raising questions in their churches. They're, they're, stopping, they're no longer sending money to Campus Crusade and other organizations there's a big movement going on in the churches now and our movie is part of that to re return Christianity to its roots to get rid of these corrupt ideas out of the churches take the churches back so this is going on now and we are applauding that because if, if we can take back the church we can take back America if we lose the church we lose America and then we lose every other free country too so finally, what do you uh, want to say to our audience, uh, you know, about this subject? Well, look, you can be Christian, you can be Jewish, you can be Buddhist, you can be Hindu. You need to care about what's happening to American Christianity. We're all people of faith. We all believe in God. We don't like communism. And American Christianity has been one of the strongest impediments to communism. American Christianity is all about freedom and liberty and, and religious tolerance, you know. If we lose the church, we lose everything. So everybody should watch this movie. Whether whatever faith you have, even if you have no faith, because if we lose the churches, your organization's next, and we lose the country. So we encourage every Christian to see this movie, but we encourage every Jew to see the movement, every Hindu, every, every person of faith in the country needs to see this because these things are happening in your faith too. You know, they, they're coming in. Even the Mormon church is getting this now. They're all being penetrated. And so this will show you how it's done, who's doing it, and how you can guard against it and you can help to push it back. Because um, I'll just say one more thing. A lot of people go to church, they think, I need some spiritual foundation. I'm drifting in life. I'll go to church. I'll get some, I'll get some spiritual, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll reconnect. Strength. I'll get some spiritual strength. And they go into a church. They don't learn anything about the Ten Commandments. They don't learn anything about the, first, the Old Testament. All they're getting is critical race theory, social justice, refugee resettlement, um, white privilege. 
and they think this is Christianity. This is Marxism they're getting, but they don't know. So they're being led astray. And even people who have been in the church for a while, they're being led astray too. Not so quickly, but they are being led astray as well. So how people can get to the movement? Just go to enemieswithinthechurch.com. Enemieswithinthechurch.com. You can download it, pay-per-view and watch it on your computer, or you can order a hard copy of DVD to, um, you know, to to see it yourself. We encourage people to do it. Take it to the church. Get some friends around. Show it to as many people as you can. We want millions of people to see this. We're putting it out in nine languages. Cantonese, both major Chinese languages. Mandarin. Mandarin um, Spanish, Portuguese, French. Um, yeah, many languages because this is a worldwide problem. What uh, compelled you to do this? Well, my... Uh, we did the movie Enemies Within about the communist infiltration of our of the government, and that was very popular. But my friend Judd was in a church in Iowa, and they got a new pastor who was all woke, all social justice. And then he told them all to go out and support the Black Lives Matter. You know, marching down. Black Lives Matter is a pro-communist Chinese operation, right? And they were told to support this. And he thought, Trevor, this is happening in our churches, even here in Iowa. We better do a movie about this. So I, I was horrified. I, I knew that communism was bad in the American government. I knew it was bad in the mainstream churches. What surprised me was how deeply it had penetrated the evangelical churches, the Baptist church. I was, I was shocked. So how did you get that information? Well, we got a lot of whistleblowers. Um, well, we did a lot of academic research. I, I read their publications. I, you know, the Communist Party USA has a religious commission. They have a lot of pastors, in the, uh, Communist Party members. Democratic Socialists of America does too. So we tracked those people. We identified the organisations. We identified the money. Then we got a whole bunch of whistleblowers from inside the Southern Baptists, from inside Campus Crusade for Christ, from inside some of the seminaries, had been fired for standing up for traditional Christianity. And so we've got, in the movie, we've got about five or six whistleblowers who will tell you their story, plus the academic research we did, plus the, um, you know, the follow the money research we did. So we spent three years putting this movie together. It's a two hour movie, very intense, a lot of information, but it took us three years to put it together. We did something like 200 interviews. We had multiple whistleblowers coming to us. Some would appear on camera, some would not. But I think when people see this movie, Enemies Within the Church, they'll be shocked, but they'll also be inspired to know that there is real Christianity out there and people are standing up for it. All right, so um, actually, um, Neil Mauman, who is the uh, entrepreneur and uh, founder of uh, Every Black Lives Matter, is, which is a counter Black Lives Matter um, organization, he testified uh, that Travel Loudon's view that uh, Marxists have been penetrating the churches from his own life experience. Neil Mormon, uh, he grew up in a very leftist environment. Many of his family members in India were socialists and communists, including his father, 
who later transformed to a conservative. But uh, like his two uncles were the leaders of uh, socialists and uh, communists. And uh, one of the un his uncle was actually the communist leader in churches. So, and then my other uncle was a, uh, a Marxist who wanted to get, was a Christian and a Marxist, and he wanted to get involved with the Marxist, with the Communist Party. They said, no, no, you're a Christian, you can't get involved with us. And then he, he wanted to get involved with the church, and they said, no, you're a communist, you can't be involved with the church. And so he ended up being uh, the chairman or the speaker of the World Council of Churches, which was a very famous Christian organization that brought in socialism and Marxism into it. The World Council of Churches, that's actually where it started. They were the leader of critical theory coming into the church. So that organization, World Council of Churches, actually is a foundational from liber and they're, they're the ones that push liberation theology. That, so they're getting into church because they realize that the only way to bring Marxism into America is through the church. No other way. If you have a strong church and a strong family, you have a strong nation. And we don't have, and they're trying to break into that. So they're trying to break down the family, which brings us back to this, and they're trying to break down the church. Yeah, so based on your experience, so why so many church people or religious people, they didn't realize that? Because for so long, the church has been fine and in a, in a, in a, in a majority position. And now they think, you know, they, they think, Oh, the government, maybe we should let the government take care of the poor. And, and back in the 70s, before the 70s, government did not take care of the poor. But then after LBJ, Lyndon Johnson came, now government is taking care of the poor. So a lot of the current people in the church have grown up thinking it's the government's job to take care of the poor. And the church is just asleep. So talking about uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, Trevor Loudon exposed more about uh, how the relationship between Chinese Communist Party and uh, the Black Lives Matter and uh, how the CCP supported BLM in the United States. Talking about uh, BLM, I do have this question. What kind of proof you have that uh, the Chinese Communist Party is uh, back backing the BLM movement and was yeah. even sending the money? Yeah, well, I've done small documentaries on this, which you can find online. But the Chinese consulate in San Francisco runs a group called the Chinese Progressive Association in San Francisco. They are a big voter registration organization. They support the Communist Party of China, and it's very hard to get elected in San Francisco if you don't have their support. They really are influential. Well, they set up a group called Asians for Black Lives. Asians for Black Lives, run by Alex Tom, the head of the Chinese Progressive Association, um, they wrote the manual for Black Lives Matter. Alex Tom is best friends of Alicia Garza, the founder of Black Lives Matter. She, she worked with the Chinese Progressive Association. They introduced them to their networks all around the country. Ferguson, Missouri was the first, you know, when the big riots in Ferguson, Missouri in 2014, that was done by Liberation Road, the pro-Chinese Communist Party that runs the Chinese Progressive Association. Liberation Road comrades came directly from Communist China into Missouri to help with that rioting. 
Alex Tom, um, I have got him on tape boasting of his deep ties to the Chinese Communist Party and how he runs his messaging past the Chinese consulate in San Francisco before he does anything. There are multiple ties between Black Lives Matter and the Communist Party of China. Multiple ties. And uh, it's run by a pro-Chinese Communist Party, Liberation Road. That's who runs Black Lives Matter. And they have multiple people in China. They have, um, they are involved in the Chinese American Friendship Association. They are Chinese operatives in this country. As the Chinese uh, Progressive Association, they started a long time ago, like in the 1970s. 1970s, yeah. They yeah. were started by a, a Maoist communist group called the League of Revolutionary Struggle. Maoist communists started the Chinese Progressive Association. That has morphed over the years first into a Freedom Road Socialist Organization. Now it's called Liberation Road. But the same people, like Palm Tao Li, who started the Chinese Progressive Association, a member, a member of the League of Revolutionary Struggle, they talked about, they set it up to propagandize for China in this country. And now she's a leading member of supporter of Black Lives Matter, Asians for Black Lives, and Liberation Road. So the same people that founded that group in the 70s, their children are running it now. And they loved communist China then, and they loved communist China now. So one of the elected officials in San Francisco, he was a member of the Chinese progressive... Uh, uh, Gordon, Gordon Ma, Eric Ma. He was so upset when it was reported that uh, that organization is a communist Chinese... Uh, Look. The three Ma brothers, Gordon, Eric, and I've forgotten the other one, have all been members of the League of Revolutionary Struggle or Freedom Road Socialist Organization. They have always been militant pro-Chinese communist activists. Yes, he's upset. When, and, and they were leaders, some of them were leaders of the Chinese Progressive Association and Asians for Black Lives. They all support Black Lives Matter. They are... and, and the Ma brothers are close to um, the gentleman, I've just forgotten his name, who was the Chinese spy who worked for Dianne Feinstein. He worked for Dianne Feinstein for 20 yeah, the, years. Yeah, driver, they said. He wasn't a driver, he was your office manager. Well, he is very close to the Ma brothers. Very close. And the Ma brothers have been working in the interests of communist China since the 1970s. And as you say, two of them have been San Francisco supervisors. Two of the brothers, two of the three brothers. And they have all been heavily involved in the Chinese Progressive Association, the League of Revolutionary Struggle, the Freedom Road Socialist Organization, now called Liberation Road. So yeah, they are very pro-China. So of course they're very, very upset when that is revealed that this is a Chinese operation. Yeah, they deny it and they say why... Well, they are lying. They are straight out lying. Okay, yeah, so then, yeah, how do you think um, Trevor Loudon's expose of the communist uh, infiltration, Marxist, uh, Marxist of, of infiltration of the churches, as well as how the Chinese Communist Party's uh, relationship with these type of uh, organizations. If you notice, um, in 
when Trevor Loudon talk about uh, Dianne Feinstein's um, office manager in uh, San Francisco office, um, Russell Lau, and the, the one of the pictures, he was standing in with the infamous spy Fang Fang and next to a Chinese consulate uh, officer. Uh, I yeah, I think uh, if you notice that uh, in that uh, yeah that that's the yeah we've got this uh, film uh, a picture there. So this everything just uh, put together, right? So yeah, what's your thought on that? So please uh, share your thoughts. I didn't see a lot of uh, comments uh, uh, in the show yet. So yeah, what do you think? You know, uh, is it because Wei is not here today? or uh, you just don't have much to say. So yeah, please um, share your thoughts with, with me and with all of our other viewers. So now um, let's go to China. Unfortunately, in China, Shanghai, uh, still it's very closed. It's locked down due to the pandemic and the zero COVID policy. The lockdown measure uh, it's, um, you know, which is called the, the zero COVID. And uh, it's resulting the paralyzed logistics and the food shortage severely. And, uh, you know, people's livelihood is now really in uh, danger. And uh, there are all kinds of things happening in China, in Shanghai, about how people try to grab food. And uh, it shows that um, some even the very famous uh, actress uh, who originally came from Hong Kong now living in Shanghai, she tried, she's like, you know, eating a donut and just uh, she hesitated and then just cut the donuts into small pieces and saying that she can only eat one piece for now and save the later for, you know, save the rest for later days. And um, so, yeah, and th th this is really heartbreaking. And uh, not only China, more cities are implementing the lockdown policy, which one of them is uh, uh, the, on the west part. Uh, oh, no, first of all, I want to continue to just share with you some information from Shanghai. In a district, which is the west part of Shanghai called the Qingpu district, uh, there is a notice put out by a community neighborhood committee. Um, let's put it out there. And the saying, it's, it's in Chinese, but I will just translate briefly. So it, it says that in order to uh, reach the goal of social clearance as soon as possible, according to the municipal government and uh, uh, different uh, in the interest parties' arrangement, from the early morning of April 16, 2022, uh, a static management will be implemented in the whole area, in the whole uh, community. And uh, the, it says, the original prevention area, they, they, they you know, name some areas as a prevention area, some are as controlled area. So it says the originally designated 
prevention area will upgrade it to a control area. And uh, there will be volunteers uh, try to doing the strengthening the inspections. So it declares that uh, no delivery of food, no store opening, and uh, the group buying of food activities will be suspended during this period. So actually, when I call my family members in Shanghai, I ask them if they have enough food to eat because they have been in the lockdown for quite a few weeks. And uh, they told me, um, we, are, we are okay, we can still you know, participate um, different kind of uh, group purchasing to buy food. So now, in this um, community, uh, which is in the west part of Shanghai, the government is saying that you cannot buy food through the group purchasing activity. So, yeah, I'm not sure, you know, it will just uh, expand to other areas. Um, so that's very, very concerning. Another um, thing is that not only Shanghai, like other cities also uh, implementing this type of lockdown. One example is, uh, which is a city that uh, near Shanghai, which is about uh, 60 miles uh, west of Shanghai. It's in the east part of China. And it's called, uh, the province is called uh, Jiangsu, and the city is called uh, Suzhou. This is a very heavily industrialized city, and its uh, industrial output value exceeded Shanghai last year. And uh, just uh, a couple of days ago, on April 16th, the city government of Suzhou declared that it will go to total lockdown. So, and so, yeah, and the, what do they do when, you know, during this type of lockdown? We've shared with you all kinds of uh, videos, right? So today I will share with you a couple more. One person, if you, you know, if you try to break through the blockade, because in the community they put up all those uh, fences, metal fences to prevent people from escaping, um, and uh, so, but, you know, some people, they just break through the blockade. What do they do to them? Let's uh, take a look. Yes, you look at the, the person in the cage. And uh, the voiceover was saying that uh, this person was from the first floor in the apartment and uh, he break through the blockade. So he is uh, um, put there, in, put in the cage and waiting for the policeman to take him away. And uh, also, you know, last time I shared with you a video of uh, people screaming at midnight in Shanghai, right? So there's another scene of midnight in Shanghai, where there's a, a loudspeaker. Through a loudspeaker, an announcement was put out. Take a look at what they are saying in the announcement. Uh, 
Did you hear the last sentence? Please control your soul of desiring of freedom. The Communist Party in China, they wanted to, they want people to, they know, you know, people's soul are yearning for freedom. And they tell people, you control that desire. What kind of a government, what kind of, a, you know, yeah, a party it is, right? So, yeah, what do you think? Um, it's, it's so sad that uh, it's happening in China. And, uh, but it only shows what the communist is, what a totalitarian government will do. They believe that they can control everything. They can create everything. They can control everything. So, okay, Holly said to tell a joke. Yeah, sorry, I really, really do not have uh, have time to prepare a joke, so I have to. Um, you blame on wait, right? He he. <laughs> let's um, yeah. Let's wait for another time when he's back, or next time when I have more time to prepare. So Larry said it's genocide. Yes, it is. And uh, let's see more comments. Does she truly support all of these, even with the worldwide broadcast of these terrible videos? He wants to rule the world like this? That's uh, asked by Patrick. Yeah, that's a very good question. So, you know, we don't really know whether Xi Jinping knows all about these, because um, on one hand, he um, sent out uh, he's uh, one of his vice president to go to Shanghai, you know, to control the situation, to implement the policies. On the other hand, they were saying that um, actually he was very blindsided by his um, people, you know, people around him. So whether he really knows what's happening in the ground, in the field, um, it's hard to say. But... Uh, yeah, it sounds like, you know, he, he just, uh, he and the party want to, because they always just think the Communist Party can do anything, you know, control everybody. That's what they really believe in. Econ um, said, uh, why erase my comment on source and uh, Klaus Schwab? You like the tribe? Uh, I don't know what you mean. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't really know who, like, did you, was your comments erased? I'm not sure, I don't think so, okay. But, um, yeah, if you have issue, you know, send to us, but uh, I don't think we erased your comments, okay. We won't erase comments unless it's, you know, it's really, like, about other things. So, William, I'm here, Kathy. The vast information Trevor described is shocking, not surprising, though. Yes, thank you for sharing your thoughts with us. And um, Curtis said, the U.S. is a va um, vassal state of China. Well, 
we know that uh, the leftist, the Marxist, and the communist have been, you know, infiltrating the society of the United States in different fields, right? Just like uh, Trevor Loudon talked about. Um, but um, I think you know now more people are awakening, and uh, in, and we a lot of people are fighting, and so that the United States won't be like a uh, vassal state of China. Um, Blodge 6886 saying, I'm 66 years old and I know no one who goes to church, so we are okay. All right, so yeah, from the church, the, you know, from the perspective of church, you are okay. Um, but like Trevor Loudon said, Actually, church is probably the one of the last field that the area that the Marxist is infiltrating. They have infiltrated a lot of front, right? We know the Hollywood, the entertainment, education, even the military, you know, and um, so the schools, everything. So we need to be aware of that, very vigilant about that. Holly said, uh, I believe that it's not the first time I've heard this. Good. And Carter said, you deserve more subscri subscribers. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Carter. Yeah, uh, yeah. please, um, you know, spread the word for us. And uh, yeah, in, in, with that said, uh, please um, click the like if, uh, if you have not done so. So... Um, Louis said, another great interview. Thank you, Louis. Larry said, it's like they can't read a Bible. Yeah, so a lot of people, you know, if, for example, the Chinese um, immigrants, right? So a lot of them come to the United States and, uh, you know, the church people will reach out to them and uh, do Bible study with them. However, as far as, far as I know, some of them, okay, some, I cannot say all of them. For sure, it's not all of them, but some of the Chinese-American, the new immigrants, they go to church because, you know, they feel people are nice, they can lend help to them, like finding a job uh, or, you know, finding a girlfriend, boyfriend, or just to feel more accompanied, right? So they go to church. But whether they are able to really go to the core of being the church, it's, you know, it's really not, sometimes it's hard to say. And uh, if all the, if a lot of the churches are infiltrated uh, by the Marxists, like Trevor Loudon said, those people, you know, since they may not so much into uh, really having a religious belief, uh, very much, very easily be swinged by this type of um, rhetoric. So, okay, Larry said, sing us a song. <laughs> That's a challenge. Okay, um, maybe next time because, uh, if especially without uh, a music background, you know, it's uh, yeah, I I will just be, you know, just uh, it's gonna be hard. Um, Okay, Jim said, uh, I think it, this is frightening. Yeah, so 
Jim, what do you, you said this is frightening. What is frightening? Are you talking about the churches are being infiltrated or what's happening in China? Uh, if you can yeah, elaborate that. Okay, on the safe chat, um, let me see. Kenneth said a good show. Thank you, Kenneth. And um, Lindy said uh, your your profile was profile picture was removed from safe chat. Yeah, please. Um, I'm not sure why, but please send email to safe chat support at safechat.com. So you know, have them explain. They it shouldn't just. Um, remove because they don't like it or you know maybe there's a technical problem so but yeah I, I can speak for them so please send an email to them in the, so that they could answer give you an answer um, Gordon said and they want to bring it to the world I think you probably referring to the Chinese Communist Party right okay Oh, yeah, it's wow, time flies. It's already 8 o'clock in the Pacific time and 11 in the East Coast time. So, yeah, I think this is that's all for today. I really appreciate that you stay with me and share your thoughts with all of us. So, yeah, take care. Good night, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Bye bye.